0: Quick disclaimer, the Airy Circle Radio podcast has been produced for entertainment, educational, and informational purposes only. All of the content, views, and opinions shared by our hosts and guests should not be a substitute for medical advice. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Welcome to the Dear Mama podcast. Our amazing host is Dr. Catherine Murphy. Dr. Catherine Murphy, is an orthodontist transforming her career while serving as a holistic health advocate. She's a presenter and the author of Dear Mama, a picture book and virtual hug for moms enduring unexpected hurdles with breastfeeding. Dear Mama is a podcast for moms seeking community, connection, and compassion while on their health journey. Join for laughs, hacks, and health information. Make sure to click follow to be reminded when the new episode comes out. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for tuning in to
1: Airway Circle Radio. This is the Dear Mama podcast, and I am your host, Dr. Catherine Murphy. Today, my guest is Lindsay Bedner, the CEO and founder of Rodney K Press. We're going to begin today with a great quotation. If you feel something calling you to dance or write or paint or sing, please refuse to worry about whether you're good enough. Just do it. These words are Glennon Doyle Melton's author and activist. The reason why I chose this quote today is because our guest is here today to empower others to share their health stories to support the shift in approaches to health. With Lindsay and her team, Dear Mama transformed from a poem to the virtual hug I would love to share with each and every mama that is doubting her intuition. Lindsay Bedner is a mother, author, and owner of the publishing company Rodney K Press. She is passionate about transforming the publishing world from what is traditionally difficult to penetrate to the more accessible venture for aspiring authors. Believing that everyone has a story to tell, Lindsay wants to help bring their stories to life. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for an intro. Thank you for being part of episode one of Dear Mama, which I forgot to put in that intro.
2: (laughs) I am so excited to be a part of this debut episode. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. So can you briefly describe for us what took you on this journey to being, you know, starting your own publishing company?
2: Absolutely. So I feel like it was a bit of divine intervention. I was teaching high school at the time, and I opened up this email that said, explain what home means to you in 25 words or less for something like that, and you have a chance to win $25,000 it was like a promotional email from the Ellen DeGeneres show. And I was like, awesome, I'm going to attempt to do this. So I sat down and I started writing and the words just poured out of me. It was that time in my life that I had a two-year-old and a four-year-old and working full time, I felt very pulled to be at home. And so this poem ended up being all about how when you put Children in a house, how it transforms and becomes this lively home, and so I submitted it. I didn't win the twenty-five thousand dollars, <laughs> but I drove home that day, and it dawned on me that my passion is in writing, and I really want to pursue this. So I did what most people do when they want to write a book: is I went to Google and I typed in well, "how do I publish a book," right? And that took me on a Journey of sending my manuscript to literary agents throughout the country. I think I did that for about three to four months.
0: Wow. And
2: I heard back some great things. I got encouragement from people to keep going. But the overarching message was this is not what we're currently looking for. And that was pretty deflating. And I thought, you know what? I have a good story. And so I looked at some other companies. And then there were some smaller publishing companies that I would reach out to them they would give me their package price without even looking at my manuscript mm. and i was like wait you want to take on my book you have you don't even know what i have to say and i just thought there has to be a better way and so i started my publishing company that spring i left teaching took a leap of faith started my company and did that for a few years went back to teaching wasn't quite ready to step into it full time but in 2020 When life got turned upside down for everybody, (laughs) I really looked at how I wanted to spend each day and working with authors and having the flexibility of working from home was what I wanted to do. So spring of 2020, I left teaching for good. I stepped into publishing full-time. Since then, my authors have grown from one at a time to, I think we're at 25 now. Wow. So yeah, it really reiterated to me that when you declare what you want to the universe, it really rearranges itself to work in your favor. So it's been pretty awesome last few years.
1: How did I not know about that contest? That's amazing. Wow. So it's yeah. emails that you're like, oh, should I just delete it? Or maybe I should read it. And- totally. It was in
2: the promotional <laughs> folder. And how many of us actually look at those, but for whatever reason that day I opened it, And it was like this sign. You are supposed to be doing something here. So, pretty remarkable.
1: I am very thankful because I remember how I came across your name was actually in a Facebook group, and I don't remember I don't remember which one, but a friend of your sisters said, "Oh, you know, she started. She left teaching. She started this publishing company for those that want to self-publish." And I had reached out to companies, so much of what you had mentioned were they'll do these stock like projects without really caring about what your story is. Exactly. So I remember talking with you and we had a really great intro conversation. And then I hung up and I was like, "Oh. I wonder what she's thinking about tongue ties." <laughs> so please <laughs> can you share with me what you thought after I actually then emailed you and submitted the manuscript for Dear Mama and what you thought about that story?
2: Absolutely. I had never heard of tongue ties before. And my father is a dentist. My sister is a dentist. And so it was surprising to me that this is such a prevalent issue that I had no idea about. But it's kind of like when you buy a new vehicle and you've never really seen it before, and all of a sudden you're driving around and you see it everywhere, right? I don't know if it was the spies in my phone or the law of attraction, but all of a sudden I started hearing more and more about tongue tie and it dawned on me what a large issue this is and how little people are talking about it unless it personally affects them. Mm -hmm. And I also was so struck by when I learned more about tongue tie, all the effects that come from this condition. So when we were going through the manuscript and talking about how you wanted the child illustrated on every page from the way it impacted their eating to the chapped lips to how it can affect their posture. Mm -hmm. I was just blown away. And then to find out you really dug in and did the work to figure out how to help that was amazing. But even more than that, what I was really in awe of was how I knew this was going to resonate with mamas everywhere because all of us as a parent, we see an issue in our child where we're trying to find their unique needs and it can be exhausting and overwhelming and you didn't give up. And that was so amazing. And I knew this would be inspiring to mamas and that it would resonate with so many people.
1: Well, thank you. And yeah. So with that, can you explain to us why it's so important for people to share their story for whatever it is from tongue ties, which is our focus with airway circle, right, airway, but from just our stories in general as moms, as women, as people.
2: Yeah. You know, I think no matter what story people want to share, everybody comes to this place where they have a bit of imposter syndrome, like who's going to want to read what I have to say or who am I to talk about this? And I always want to emphasize to everybody that we get those inspired thoughts for a reason. And all of us have unique circumstances that can help to educate other people. And in those stories, we don't realize how much resonates with people. I taught high school English for 12 years. And one of my favorite projects was when my students wrote their memoirs. And I was always struck with no matter their upbringing or what their story was, there was a nugget in there that I could relate to and that I knew their classmates and other people that they would want to share it with would relate to too. So it really reiterated the fact that all of our stories are meant to be shared so we can all learn and connect with one another.
1: So with the imposter syndrome, yeah, do you find motherhood to have the imposter syndrome? <laughs> <laughs> and if so, can you explain what was your biggest surprise about motherhood and been like, oh gosh, am I supposed to be the one caring for this baby?
2: (laughs) Right. I know you leave the hospital and you're kind of like, wait, you're not coming home with me. (laughs) This is on me no. Growing up, I always felt like my parents had the answers to everything and they truly are amazing parents. My mom was a stay-at-home mom and she was the type of mom that all my friends were drawn to for advice. And, you know, she was like the Oprah. She (laughs) seemed to always know how to navigate certain situations. And I thought, how am I going to emulate that? But what I didn't anticipate, and one of the best surprises of motherhood is that our kids are truly our teachers. Mm -hmm. And when I watched my kids... Jump into things without the fears of inadequacies and all those stories that we tell ourselves over the years and all the distortions we get from society. It was inspiring to watch. And I realized that the more I tried to intervene, the more I was just projecting my own fears onto them and trying to protect them from failure or embarrassment or anything. And I realized I just need to stand back and let them spread their wings because they are fearless, they are confident, they're creative. And it reminded me what I need to do in my own life, right? Mm -hmm. So I think knowing that we don't have to have all the answers and that we continue to do our best, but to really watch how fearlessly they lead their lives and how that can be such an inspiration to us.
1: How old are your kids?
2: My daughter's 10. My son is almost eight.
1: And I just want to let people know that I have proof that. Her daughter fully appreciates the lessons her mom is teaching her because she actually wrote a book. <laughs> her daughter yes. Whitney. <laughs> yes. And I actually yes. love the title. I know Lindsay, you were a little bit hesitant to tell me the title of the book, <laughs> but I love it. It's Freddie Farts lot goes to school. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Do you want to tell yeah. us a little bit about the story?
2: Yeah. So it all started one night we are laying in bed and coming up with stories together, and I had. Actually created the character Sir Farts a lot, and I thought he was going to be like this knight. And Whitney said, "No, I don't like that. I think he's this lovable like monster character, and he's kind of shy, and he has like he's shy about his you know condition. He's Freddie Farts a lot." So we just kind of laughed and went to bed. Well, the next day she woke up and wrote a draft of the first book, and she came to me, and I was like, "This is really good. I think we should make this into an actual book." And so. She funded all the money to put the book together herself. We did it through Kickstarter. And in that process, we got to share some of the illustrations that she created, which our illustrator then took and professionalized. But it was really cool to see her vision from the beginning to the end and how she put that together.
1: That's awesome.
2: (laughs) So yeah, she does things, you know, 30 years before I do it. Kind of, that's how we roll.
1: (laughs) Oh, goodness. so. What part of the process do your kids have with the books that come out? Were they part of Dear Mama at all? Did they talk with you about some of the things that you've learned about tongue ties and airway issues as you're going through that? Yeah.
2: One of the best messages, I think, as a parent and as a family in reading Dear Mama is that everything is figure outable and how our bodies are so interconnected. My son has... Prescriptive lenses, and when we first got his diagnosis, he was very farsighted. I thought well, this doesn't just doesn't seem like this is going to be a forever life sentence thing. I feel like we can work with this. My husband mm-hmm. and I don't have any prescription lenses, so we brought him to a chiropractor, which then led us to cranial sacral therapy and um, working with this fascia. And he has since lowered his prescription twice.
1: Why awesome. Yes. How short of a period of time? A year. Wow.
2: Yeah. And so learning everything that you went through and how you weren't willing to just accept these generic answers that this is kind of what it is. And you kept digging was inspiring for me because when it happened with him, I thought there has to be another way, right? And we've seen it work in this holistic field where we're not just looking at the eyesight, we're looking at the whole body. And I think that's what one of the biggest messages I've learned from dear mama.
1: So how did you get into that space? How did you decide to go and do vision therapy, something which many of us haven't heard of before and cranial sacral therapy, something probably even less of us probably have heard of before. How did you yeah. get okay to do that? How did you follow your intuition to do that?
2: I attribute it a lot to, I have a phenomenal chiropractor who was referred to me by my sister and, you know, he's great at looking at the whole body as opposed to we're going to focus on this one area and just work with that. And so I had been going to see him for a while for myself and I talked to him about bringing my son in and he said, oh, I absolutely think we can help. And then after even the first adjustment, he said, I want to refer you to do some cranial sacral therapy. I also had another friend who sees this chiropractor, she knew somebody in cranial sacral. So I feel like once you get into more holistic health, it Mm -hmm. is a community of people who share their experiences and what's worked for them. So it's really been kind of a domino effect of finding what has worked for people around me and what's going to work for us.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Did you get any pushback from anyone that doesn't quite understand the benefits of going kind of outside the box for care? I didn't get any
2: pushback. I was raised in a very Western medicine, you know, with my dad going to medical school, dental school and feeling like normally we would go to the eye doctor and that would be the end of it. And so this whole realm has been very new to me because it wasn't how I was brought up, but I didn't get pushed back from, you know, my parents have been supportive in watching how he has improved. And so I think in sharing just his story and how it kind of speaks for itself, that this has been something that has worked for us. And every situation is obviously unique, but I would recommend it to anybody
1: That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And that's just one year and twice the prescription has changed. That's great. You need to get a warranty on being able to change those lenses now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, but thankfully he can keep the frames, right? And then just switch out the lenses. (laughs) Yes. That's good. And has it impacted his hockey playing?
2: Oh, that's a good question. He's definitely improved, but I don't know how much (laughs) that's ice time in practice or his vision, but I'm sure it's a combination of
1: both. Oh, awesome. I'm looking forward to when he doesn't have to have glasses anymore then. Me too. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure. Did I cut you off? Did I get to ask you what your mom-to-mom wisdom was? I don't think well, I did. Ta- I'm sorry.
2: No, that's okay. <laughs> we talked about what was surprising as a parent. I think part of my mom-to-mom wisdom would be that to really see your kids as teachers and because they are coming in with such open hearts and exploratory mindsets that it's such great inspiration for us and the other part is always just to follow your intuition just as you did in your path with your mama and figuring out tongue tie you know advice from people is great but it's based on their own perceptions their own experiences and we all have a unique experience going through life and no two kids are the same. And so those mama instincts are so important and they're given to us for a reason. And so I think following your intuition would be one of my biggest mom advice.
1: And career advice too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Any closing remarks before we go into the take three from me portion?
2: Well, I want to thank you for having me on. I'm so excited for you and this podcast. I have no doubt that you are going to help so many people. For those of you who are just getting to know Catherine, she is a bright light and just a sweetheart, super inspiring. And I so admire you.
1: Well, thank you. And the feelings are mutual. For those of you that have followed the take three for me, you know that I am big on gratitude and writing things down and Since January of 2021, I believe, is when we had our conversation. Maybe it was December. And then we started working in January. But you have been a consistent thing for me writing down. I'm so happy and grateful for working with Lindsay. (laughs) And we don't meet every week anymore. We meet every other week now because of some other projects. And I have to tell you, I used to just like those Thursday lunches with you were just... They were what I needed, After, like almost done with my work week, going into the weekend, which was sometimes harder than the work week. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. And it was so great to just really be creating something with someone that understood me, but has never actually met me.
2: Isn't it wild? I feel like I know you so well, and I agree. You are among my blessings all the time, but crazy we haven't met yet, and I can't wait for the day.
1: Yes, it has to be soon. And- Maybe the next book is going to be published up near you. And Patrick is already asking about when we're going to pick up Dear Friend. So (laughs) maybe even though I have to say, I love the feel of this cover so much that I kind of Mm -hmm. want to go back and do TPS again. We'll see. Things will work out.
2: They will. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, we're going to go into our Take Three for Me session. So the Take Three for Me is a co-creation between me and Bree (laughs) Grizik. I should be able to say that easily. We come from the last name Crochek that I used to have. So Brie is a pediatric acupuncturist and licensed massage therapist. We co-created this and it has just been transformative for our lives. And we are so thankful that we get to share it Monday through Friday on Facebook and occasionally through TikTok and Instagram. And now yeah. through Dear Mamas so that we can teach moms that self-care doesn't have to be costly or really time intensive. It really can take as little as three seconds, three minutes. And so the first portion is the movement portion. So if you're not driving, kind of move around, put your hands up above your head if you can, behind your head if you're having stress, which you know, just I should just say put your hands behind your head. (laughs) (laughs) Goes without saying. Oh, and then one of my favorites, which we can do is called fluffy head. Just kind of put your Oh, fingers yeah. up in your head and then release yes yeah, my noise. hair looks getting
2: flat that's good
1: <laughs> so for those that need to have a little freshen up your hair you can use it as an excuse too and then the second portion is the mindset reset which lindsey has agreed to do with us so yeah. the three aspects that we look at is to ask everyone to take a look at what they're proud of what they're grateful for and their intention for the day so lindsey what would you like to share with us
2: The intention is fresh on my mind. We recently traveled with another couple and I was catching up with my girlfriend after the trip and she said, it was so fun to travel with Gary, my husband, and just see him in that light. And I said, oh, what did you notice? She said, I just noticed how he really makes every interaction count. And he does. Like when we go to sign up for an excursion, he really takes the time to interact with the person with whom he's speaking and get to know them. And it dawned on me how important that is. And so my intention is to be more like my husband and make sure that I am making every interaction count.
1: That's awesome. Oh, and I'm so, I know that the two of you, I love, you know, I only know a little bit about your snippets of your marriage, but I love it. That's just beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And now I'm sure he'll appreciate that too. (laughs) Well, yes, because oftentimes, again, we lack sharing what we are proud of. We share so much of what our kids are proud of. We oftentimes then don't share what we're proud of with our partner in life. So that's really, thank you. Thank you for reminding us that it's self-care is also realizing that whoever we've decided to share important parts of our life with, if it's a spouse, a partner, or a best friend, to also be proud of them and let them know too, because that makes it so they can be our support system better.
0: (laughs) Yep. <laughs> and then
1: our last portion, which it's hard to do on a podcast because I don't want you guys to think we've lost contact is the breath work. So I will just challenge all of us that when we are feeling a little overwhelmed or frustrated, stressed, angry to just pause for a second, figure out if we're breathing shallow, more bringing our shoulders up or deep into our belly where we're actually extending our diaphragm. And that helps calm us down we over too much, which we'll talk about more on this podcast. But just mm-hmm. as a reminder, it can take as little as three seconds to just calm ourselves, reset, and refocus.
2: And I actually asked you to lead me in a little breath work before we started to center myself as well. And it was great. So thank you.
1: Oh, my pleasure. I was very honored to do that. I was like, oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Oh, well, Lindsay, thank you so much again for being my first guest. And I hope I was able to lead you through the questions. Okay.
2: (laughs) Yes. It was so much fun. I could sit and do this all day with you.
1: I could too. And I'm just forever grateful that I no longer have the poem on my phone and it is in hardcover right here. And so thank you. And I am looking forward to our next episode. The next episode, we're going to have Dr. Tammy Gerke. She's going to help us learn about how to skip the pain of dental caries or dental cavities. (laughs) So she is the founder and executive director of South Shore Skipping Stones, which is a nonprofit educational organization, believing that truly all of us are born to be cavity free, but we need to be educated. And spoiler, it actually starts in utero. So we're going to talk about the first thousand days and how that can affect the pain of not having everything in balance and how we can prevent that. So stay tuned. And I get to end again with my little daughter's laugh. So let's go ahead and
0: (laughs) 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 thank you so much for joining us for the dear mama podcast. Stay tuned.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to our radio style broadcast, where we bring different perspectives to the airway world in an easily digestible format. Different hosts, different views, same airway talk. Don't forget to leave us a review. Bye-bye.